I believe Colonel Mustard did it in the study with the candlestick. Sorry, Death. You lose. It was Professor Plum. I said Plum. No way. You said Mustard. Can we go back now? Conclusion. Inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that has 17 minutes of technical difficulties before the hosts can actually start recording. I am Dan O'Keefe, and joining me, as always, is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, I I told Gage that he can only refer to me as... That lovely lady over there is the Grim Reaper when he's introducing me. So can you do that intro again? And not can I? <laughs> Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast co-hosted by an eldritch abomination. I am Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is that lady over there, the Grim Reaper. Was good. Thank you. I didn't think you would actually redo it. I was kidding. Oh, don't worry. I'm not cutting out the first one. Oh, good. It's good. going to be immediately after each good other. good glad glad to so, hear it um personification of death how are you doing oh you know dead inside <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> um i'm i'm good you know um this is not going to be true when we listen to it in the in the future this episode when it comes out but tomorrow's my birthday we're recording the day before my birthday so Ooh. i'm excited you know um that'll be fun I don't know what I'm doing yet since it's kind of still a quarantine birthday, but I think we're going to see my parents, so I think I might try to convince them to, uh, you know, pick me up some Red Robin. Mm. Yum. I have some very high standards for cuisine. Yeah. Wow. I, Your birthday meal is Red Robin. That's well, almost... In my defense, usually it's hibachi, but they don't have a patio, so I, <laughs> I'm still feeling kind of wary about eating places indoors only. Mm-hmm. So unless they're doing takeout, which normally they don't, I don't want to go to my usual Japanese place, but I don't know. Except I'm conflicted because it's a small business. But anyway, that's besides the point. It's uh, This sounds like having Red Robin on your birthday sounds like me in like fifth grade when we would always go to Steak and Shake for my birthday. Ooh, I've only like been we to Steak were, and Shake when I'm out of state. It's like we were celebrating the opening of our high school theater production had to oh. go to steak and shake you didn't go to like um your local greek restaurant no our local greek restaurant closed at like nine. Oh. yeah okay, steak and shake the- was the only place open until 2 a.m yeah all the ones in franklin were 24 hours so we always went to a greek place and had like middle of the night breakfast but you know i feel like steak and shake would be much more willing to have screaming teenagers at three o'clock in the morning so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm Speaking of screaming teenagers, what movie are we watching today? Bill and Ted 2. Bill and Ted's bogus... Oh, I don't remember. There's so many words. <laughs> but it was the second Bill and Ted movie, and I yes. liked it a lot. Yes, we are watching Bill and Ted 2, Bill and Ted's bogus... Uh, I don't remember. There's so many words. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh, released... I thought it was adventure or journey. I couldn't remember first one was excellent adventure this one is bogus journey there it is released on july 19th 1991 directed by peter hewitt who did not direct the first movie written again by chris matheson and ed solomon once again starring keanu reeves alex winter george carlin's in there for a little bit with Uh, longer hair yes with much longer hair also um, william sadler joins the cast playing death me uh, Death was my favorite character, but we'll get to that. Uh, the movie cost $20 million to make, and it made $38 million at the U.S. box office, so about the same as the first movie. Yeah, um, but we love and... to see uh, a... Um... Never mind. I what do we love to see? Money. We love to, <laughs> we love to see that people made money on their movie. That we do. Income. 
I took economics in high school. Uh, and the cinematographer for this movie, very randomly, was also the cinematographer for the Bourne movies. Oh, was it Jesus Christ? It's Jason Bourne, right? Yes, I've not that one, movies. but for the first three, the Bourne, oh. Identity, Supremacy, and Ultimatum, he was I've, the cinematographer. I'm not hip. Isn't Matt Damon in those movies? Yes. Ah. He's, he is Jesus Christ. It's Jason Bourne. Yes, I figured. I know Jason. I mean, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact about Matt Damon, I am the same size as him. Really? At least based on our hands and feet. I would have expected him to be taller. Not that you're short. Like, you're a tall dude, but I thought he was taller than you. Hurtful. Um, Why? (laughs) (laughs) He he has his hand and feet prints outside of the Chinese theater in L.A., and because I'm um, a disgusting tourist, I had to just put my body into his. So I did, and it was the exact same, same size hands, same size feet. He's shorter than you. I know. I'm taller than the boy. You're taller than a lot of people, Dan. I am. Yeah. For those of you who have never seen me in person, I'm seven foot four. That is not even close to true. <laughs> Dan's six feet tall. I am six foot one, and oh. I'm tons of fun. Yes, you are. And I'm five foot five, and I'm feeling alive. <laughs> Um, yeah, speaking of feeling alive, Bill and Ted, they're not in this movie because, for most of it, they're dead. Which is low-key funny, but anyway. (laughs) It is. Um, the original title of the movie was Bill and Ted Go to Hell, but they had to change it from that because of, according to the IMDb trivia page, because of the American aversion to the word hell. I mean, the Christians would have banished this movie into oblivion. They would have never seen it. But, like, what Christians that you know that... Well, what hardcore Christians, I should specify. Mm -hmm. Because, technically, Catholics are Christians. But whatever. What hardcore Christian would go see a movie with the word hell in it, you know? And also, what Um, Christian would see a movie that has Bill and Ted in it? But, anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. I what would like, your mom think if the movie was called Bill and Ted Go to Hell? She wouldn't care, but I think she wouldn't be able to move past the fact that it's just stupid humor. She's not a big fan of stupid humor. Mm. Like, I think I told you this, but she doesn't like Napoleon Dynamite. She's not a, wit- a Will Ferrell fan, even though I love Will Ferrell. We're not a big Adam Sandler family. Like, any of those dumb movies. Mm-hmm. Except we do love Talladega Nights. The Otto family loves Talladega Nights, and we quote it all the time. What is the auto fam? If you're not a fan of uncut, sorry, Adam Sandler. Yes. What does the auto family feel about uncut gems? I haven't seen it, and it just came onto I think Hulu, and I really want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Isn't Adele Dazeem in that movie too? She is. Yeah. As is uh, NBA champion and NBA MVP Kevin Garnett. Really? Yeah, he's like a main character. What a weird. Is he trying to pull a Michael Jordan? He's a better actor than Michael Jordan. Ooh. Them's fighting words. Space Jam is quaking. The PlayStation 4 controller that for some reason is on the mantle next to me is a better actor than Michael Jordan. Fair. I mean, Space Jam is cute, but it's definitely a kid's movie that can get... It's no Kazam starring Shaq. (laughs) God, I watched that movie while eating Five Guys, you know, the restaurant chain that Shaq partially owns. And I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just what? kidding he he doesn't own it he has franchises yeah but um anyway i haven't seen that movie in so long but i get it confused with shazam sometimes shazam the one with zachary levi oh yes a total snack snackery levi okay so <laughs> um let's talk about the movie because otherwise i'll need to call your priest okay uh, we start off in the year 2,691, uh, something that is looking... The fashion is impeccable, may it I is. just say. Let me tell you, um, have you ever been hurt by the fact that skin-tight clothing exists? Well, I let mean... me show you the world of 2,691, because you are wearing shoulder pads on shoulder pads on shoulder pads. I think the clothes are wearing you more than you're wearing the clothes. You know, like they had backwards mm-hmm. baseball hats, but they were just foam pieces. You are merely a vessel. Oh yeah, Gage and I were like, I'm pretty sure they, the 
costume designer like robbed a Joanne's or something to make this ca- make these costumes. And more than that, do you not know how to tie your shoes? Do you not even know how to use Velcro? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. 600 years in the future, everybody wears Uggs, baby. It's because we, we all have carpal tunnel in our wrists and our fingers are also messed up from texting so much. Texting and rocking out on those instruments. Mm-hmm. You know so it. basically, we're in the year 2691, which I will continue to call that instead of 2691, because I like more syllables. Do it, Dan. Uh, if you can do it, do it. We see the Bill and Ted University, where Rufus is a teacher. A contradiction, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They are not the kind of, I mean, we all know they're not the kind of dudes that would go to college. They do not strike me as such. Mm-hmm. But they have their own university. I uh, I think it's just inspired by them. I don't I think guess. that they founded it. It's like William and Mary. I don't oh, know if that I was guess. actually founded by William and the biblical Mary, but I doubt it. You mean Marquette? Wait, was Marquette founded by Pierre Marquette? No. Oh, there we go. There Ooh, we go. I was like, uh-oh. Did I just <laughs> embarrass myself? My mom is going to explode. <laughs> George Washington University. Not founded by George Washington. There we go. We got it. We got some examples. Okay, you're right. Just named after them for their legacy. Yeah. One might think there's a few different universities. Maybe mm-hmm. one just named after Bill. One just named after Ted. A Bon Jovi University. <gasps> I would attend. You'll have to fight off my grandma there. She. You know what? We can be classmates, you know? You could. We'd both be non-traditional students at that point. Skeleton students, but anyways... Um, so, Rufus, what? It's 600 years in the future. Don't give me that look. I thought you were just saying that I was old. (laughs) Yes, I am saying that you're old. You are ancient in comparison to me, a wee babe. You are a sweet summer child. I am. Mm -hmm. Um, as I said before, I'm seven foot four and three years old. Correct. Uh, so Rufus is teaching a class at the Bill and Ted University. It's... Uh, like a history of music class, I it guess. It was fun. I would have attended mm-hmm. if I was going to school in that year. He brings back the lead singer of Faith No More and the and Beethoven. Yes, my boy. To the class as living examples. But as he is teaching the class, it is interrupted by Chuck Denomalos. And also by the all-black, what I can only imagine is like, government operative version of the neon clothing. Mm -hmm. I like to think of them as the backup dancers for Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation music video. Ooh, fun. When you said Janet Jackson, all I could think of was the nip slip. (laughs) Wait, so Janet Jackson in your head is just a a peak of a nipple? No. Uh, Janet Jackson in my head is actually... um, What's that song I like? She has one song that I really like, and now, of course, I can't even think of what it's called. Um, Rhythm Nation? No, it's not Rhythm Nation. All the girls at the party, look at that body, shaking that Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. That one. um, Anna, not you, Anna, other Anna and I went to Goodwill this weekend. Because we are hip-hop and happening folks. I love shopping at Goodwill. And whenever I go, I get CDs for my car because my car doesn't have Bluetooth or anything. So mm-hmm. I just get, yeah. I got, now that's what I call music seven. Yes. That song, track number four on it. When you listen to that song, just know that I love that song. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, Janet Jackson, she's part nipple slip, but also part that song. That is my favorite cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's a good uh, mix. Basically, Denomalos attacks the university and steals the time-traveling phone booth because he wants to alter history and erase the the future that is going on by sending back an evil version of Bill and Ted to the past to break up the wild stallions. Yes, every villain is lemons, and these, these Bill and Ted folks, they are lemons. They're cyborgs. Yes. Yes. And they will... Reveal that to you fairly often throughout yeah. the movie. I, my first note after Bill and Ted Cyborgs is, this movie just has me shook every two minutes. And then 
Keanu got a little hotter in this movie, and that's did, where I'm yes. at. Yeah, his hair is looking good. He is. Keanu Reeves, he has exponential growth mm-hmm. in his hotness for a while. He does. He does indeed. Alex Winter's not... still a certified hottie, just you know, didn't peak as much as as Keanu did in this movie. As snubbed people's sexiest man alive, Keanu Reeves. He never won. Maybe one day. There's still time. If Blake Shelton can win, anyone Don't can win. Don't mention that in my ears. <laughs> so Rufus Dustin. tries to stop Denomalos, but apparently with, gets lost in the circuits of time. With a battle axe guitar. Yeah. That's uh, badass. It is badass. It's also neon. And I was like, first of all, there were multiple things going through my head. I was like, don't use an instrument for that. Oh, they're sacred in the sacred objects, but also I was like, my son Rufus trying to <laughs> save the day. He was really he was giving us everything we needed. He really truly was. He truly was. I just love Rufus. I love George Carlin, so it's hard not to love him. Um, so then we see modern at the time times, and it is the Wild Stallions practicing to audition for a battle of the bands mm-hmm. and their recast princess girlfriends mm-hmm. they are now very skilled drummer and a very skilled keyboardist really well bill it. and ted still do not know how to play guitar very well mm-hmm. or some would say at all at all um and even though they are not a good band um the organizer miss Wardrow gives them a slot in the contest as the final act at midnight. Because they work for cheese and pretzels, which is the yes. same thing I work for. <laughs> at first when she said that line, I was like, what's cheese and pretzels? Is that a restaurant that I have to visit? Nope, just a good combo. It's just a good time for everyone. Mm-hmm, just a, just a high-quality flavor combo. There are so many potential band names that you've said so far. And high quality flavor combo. You think so? That's the best one yet. Thank you. Are you kidding me? We are high quality flavor combo. Ooh. You're telling me that you wouldn't want to see them as the noon act at Lollapalooza? Hello, Ribfest. We are high (laughs) high quality flavor combo. Um. So. After they get assured their slot, we go back to Bill and Ted's apartment, which is... Scary? Scary. Yeah, it's an apartment that is... I watched... Now, let me just tell you. I watched 90 Day Fiance during this quarantine. Mm -hmm. I've watched all the seasons. Well, all the ones on Hulu so far. And one of the guys in his apartment, when his fiance showed up, there were Mm -hmm. cockroaches everywhere. And she was freaking out. And when I was seeing their apartment that's all i could picture was that nasty apartment and how many roaches were probably crawling around in there Mm -hmm. it is a the er example of an apartment that is run by two stoners but they're not stoners Mm -hmm. so they're just sloppy and that's okay they just need a little help cleaning up motivation some might say (laughs) Uh, so then Bill and Ted, they propose to the princesses. Adorable. I'm out here crying in the club. I'm like, Gage, if you one day, one day don't recreate this, I'm not, I'm, it's not happening. We're not getting married. You want Ever. Gage to propose to you by quoting his own song lyrics. Yes, because it was so cute. Well, I just thought it was stupid and cute. Sliding a plastic arcade one heart ring yeah you know i'm a 1980s b dan please buzz buzz you can't tell right now because my makeup isn't on and my hair (laughs) isn't done just kidding my hair is never big because it doesn't hold volume but you know i've been told that i am a 1980s aesthetic queen so yes (laughs) even though this is 1991 but you know what i mean the 80s didn't end until 1993 Mm -hmm. some would say the 80s never ended. No, because they're definitely back in style right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so after they propose to Joanne and Elizabeth, they are greeted at the door by the future evil Bill and Ted, who our modern Bill and Ted do not realize are evil. They just think, hey, they're being greeted 
in time by their future selves once again because that's what mm-hmm. happens in their life now. Mm-hmm. I'm beginning to think this movie is an allegory for an acid trip, but... Probably. It probably is. Um, oh, can I jump back to the party for a second at their apartment? When yeah. they meet Colonel Oates, he is the creepiest person I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> okay, now we can move forward. Oh, uh, we also skipped over at the party. We now see that Missy, oh, who was Bill's stepmom in the first movie and who is also, you know, three years older than Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. is now Ted's stepmom. Oh, uh, Missy, we love Missy, though. Like, when I tell you that I laughed Missy. for multiple minutes just from the fact that Missy switched dads, mm-hmm. I did. It was, that's my favorite, probably second favorite joke of the movie. Wait, is your first joke about the robot chubby, please? It is not. Oh, that was my favorite because I'm <laughs> nasty. Because I'm nasty. But anyway. Uh, so, Evil Bill and Ted, um, they get lured away by, or Evil Bill and Ted, they lure away our courageous, heroic Bill and Ted's mm-hmm. to the Vasquez Rocks, which are the Star Trek Rocks, if you can't picture them right now. Um, they, like, they, heavily, heavily, heavily allude to that, because they show the literal Star Trek scene right before yeah. they go there, which... Normally, I can pick up on why they do those kinds of things, but I don't know if I understood why they showed, like, why they wanted us to know it was the Star Trek rocks so bad, but whatever. I think it's just because they're cool. Probably. To be completely honest, I was watching Star Trek before I was watching the movie, so I was like, hey, this movie gets me. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) This 29-year-old movie, it gets my current tastes. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and watch Perry Mason. Damn, you're so old. (laughs) Uh, So evil Bill and Ted, they get our good Bill and Ted's up to the top of the Vasquez Rocks, where they then, well, they throw them off. And then they spit on them, which is disgusting. Disgusting. Spit grosses me out. Which begs the question, why were they built to have salivary glands um they were also (laughs) apparently capable of you know other bodily functions robot chubbies yeah so I guess they just are robots with a couple um you know fun little human I love how uncomfortable you are in saying this well, 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 I don't know. What was I supposed to say? Yeah, they're robots that can maintain a full erection. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, let me get scientific for a moment. I just mean, like, in the future, maybe they're able to make robots that have, like, glands and blood and stuff. But also, that doesn't make any sense because then Bill rips open his literal abs to show that he's a mm-hmm. robot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired, Dan. My brain is tired. Uh, Basically, what happens after Bill and Ted are thrown off the rocks, they die Mm -hmm. and become ghosts. And And then evil Bill and Ted... um, Spit on them. Spit on them. And then they go back and they basically ruin their relationship with the princess, Is That was so sad. I was like... Mm -hmm. But anyway. Strong reaction. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that talks to the TV, you know? <laughs> and so I would comment and stuff. Like one time I was watching TV at Gage's parents' house and they were and his mom was like, Anna, they can't hear you. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> like that's how much I, I, I have to comment. So then... The dead Bill and Ted, who are now ghosts, their souls are floating around the world, um, and they are met by death. My son. Who is played in this movie by William Sadler, and he won the Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor uh, for this role. The Saturn Awards are like the science fiction Mm. and space movie awards. Yeah. 
Um, you may recognize William Sadler from playing the convict Haywood in the Shawshank Redemption. He played the president of the United States in Iron Man 3. Mm. And he is Steve McGarrett's murdered father, John McGarrett, in the remake of Hawaii Five-0. Oh, my which God. airs on CBS. Or Book it might have just um, ended. Dano. Book him Dano. I like the original more than the Of course you do, because you're play. old. Yeah! Are you kidding me? They used to... MeTV used to show a block of Hawaii Five-0 and Charlie's Angels back-to-back. Mm-hmm. My ideal afternoon. Because you get, you get the men in Hawaii with their glistening, sweaty, tanned bodies. And then you get Bosley in Charlie's Angels with his bald, glistening, sweaty body. What Isn't, else could you want from your television? Is Farrah Fawcett in Charlie's Angels? Did I make yes, that she up? was okay. in the first couple of seasons before oh. she left because she got big. Yeah, okay. I thought so, but I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, Bill and Ted, they're met by death, and he says that they can get out of being dead if they win a game for their souls. But nobody has ever beaten death before. Uh, so, instead of doing that, they just give death a Melvin, which proves the existence of death's underwear. Yeah, they just wedgie him. They hardcore yeah. wedgie him, too. I was like, ooh. They do, yeah. yeah. And then they run away. To the police station, where Ted's father is still there, and they try to convince the cops that they have been murdered by possessing Ted's dad's body and another deputy to convince the rest of the cops. I think the guy that plays Ted's dad is way better at playing Ted than Uh the other deputy is at playing Bill. Absolutely. The guy who plays Ted's dad, I think that actor is... um, Oh, he's somebody junior. Hal Landon Jr.? Mm Mm-hmm. He is incredible at playing Oh, Ted. he is was... very gifted. Like, his performance was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly... I thought he was actually possessed. Wow. That is high praise. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, Ghost Bill and Ghost Ted try to convince the police that they were murdered, but the police don't buy it. Uh, so, instead, they then end up going to a seance... Which is being held by Missy. (laughs) Now, Gage told me that two of the writers are involved in this seance. Yeah, the two guys who are in the seance. Mm -hmm. um, The writers, Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson, their specific character names are Ugly Seance Member and Stupid Seance Member. Oh my god, me writing myself (laughs) into a script. And they were the waiters in the first movie, Ugly Waiter and Stupid Waiter. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> let me just roast myself. Hang on. Um, and I was gonna say this in trivia, but I can say it right now. Denomalos, mm-hmm. Ed Solomon backwards. Ed Solomon, one of the writers. Anna's shaking her head right now. <laughs> oh boy, I could never do something like that. It'd just be Anna Otto. It would. That's. Yeah, if you haven't realized by now, Anna Otto's name is a palindrome, which is incredible. Thanks. Thanks, parents. So whenever you were playing that game when you were a kid, we're like, what's your name backwards? You were like, it's Anna. Oh, my mom told me that on the day that, like, when we were in kindergarten, we were learning to write our names, and there was a day where we had to practice writing our names backwards, you know, just Uh to work with the letters, and I came home pissed. (laughs) Um, When I was a kid, I went by Danny. Because I oh I'm aware. Yes. You're not a Danny though. I know. But it's funny. Um so my name backwards was a Fico Enad. Ew. Fico <laughs> sounds sounded weird to me. Yeah, I'm just Otto Anna. Uh so Bill and Ted, or if their name's backwards, Dead and Lib. Yes. They... Lib work. They get cast to hell because of Missy's seance, which is a completely (laughs) acceptable plot point that I have no qualms about. Why is Missy holding a seance? It doesn't matter. She's a medium. It doesn't matter. This is just what she does in her free time. She probably has, like, crystals and stuff, too. 
She probably Mi saged their house. Missy is a small. Oh my god. Um, I all I loved the line when they're in hell and they're like, we got totally lied to by our album covers. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I there's so many lines in this movie. And when they're going up to the devil and they're like, hey, devil dude, hey, Beelzebub, or however you say that, yeah. I don't ever remember. I always mis Yeah, I always mispronounce that. But, it, oh my god, it had me dead. <laughs> well, you could join them. Yeah, oh, no thanks, but... <laughs> uh, so, what happens is they are about to be pulled in to be, I guess, chomped up and then... Like, like in die a rock again crusher. in hell? Yeah. I think it's just an eternal suffering of getting squimshed. Mm -hmm. So they jump up and they escape that, but they end up in a corridor where they are then tormented by their own worst fears and worst memories. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where we see that Anna has something to say, right? Yeah, Ted's is when he takes his little brother's candy and a bunny, the Easter bunny, he was scared of the yeah, Easter, Easter bunny? Yeah, the Easter, the satanic Easter bunny um, chastises Ted for stealing his brother's Easter candy, and that is Ted's worst nightmare. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bill's worst nightmare is having to kiss his 197-year-old grandmother on the lips. Which is apparently Alex Winter in a costume, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those still people. a certified cutie. He is still a certified cutie. Confirmed. Stamped. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mention his teeth being disgusting. In that scene, they're just really mm -hmm. scary. Why? Why? <laughs> no, because Anna, who I was... Not you, Anna. I have to keep saying that. Um, other Anna, she said the exact same thing yeah. when we were watching it. No, that's the scariest part. Like, it's For me, not the fact that it was an older person. The teeth. Mm -hmm. The teeth were scary. I guess I'm just afraid of the elderly then. Oh, great. Love that, Dan. No problem with the teeth. Yeah, no, the teeth were doing it for me. I was like, oh, they're mm -hmm. crusted and busted. <laughs> um, another one of their fears is being drill sergeantized. By Colonel Oates, who's scary as Oates. heck. He this, is terrifying. Is there a Sergeant Hall? I wish. If there's a which Colonel one, Oates. Which one had the mustache? John Oates. Oh, then Colonel Colonel Oates needs to grow a mustache, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, oh, here she comes. They end up escaping their fears by challenging death, actually accepting his challenge. Um, this scene's so cute. <laughs> it is. And this is my favorite part of the movie. Really? Um, yeah. So they challenge death to games. Because um, th that's the only way. You have to beat him in a challenge, and then you can gain your life back. So the challenges that they challenge death to are Battleship. Love it. <laughs> Clue. Mm -hmm. A game of electric football and Twister. The Twister one was my personal favorite. Because mm -hmm. I don't know where I got this idea, but my whole life when I've played Twister, when they spin it and it's like right foot green, everybody has to put their foot on right foot green. So That's I think what I, I thought too. Yeah, but they were playing it the way that I think you're supposed to play it, and I, that kind of blew my mind. <laughs> I like to think that Death, honestly, has never won one of these challenges. He just lies. He just lies to them and he has to keep going up. Maybe he just really wants people to like play party games with. He probably has a stack of all these board games in his room and he gets mm -hmm. bored. And so he just, you know, is like, like if I was death, Gage and I have a pretty solid amount of games. I'd be like, okay, you want to, you want to go back to life? Let's play some games. I got a few you can choose. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't leave yet. No, yeah, it's not no. over yet. Hey. Oh, no, we'll get to that later. Never mind. Okay. Uh, so eventually, they death acquiesces, and he admits defeat and ends up being at Bill and Ted's command, which I wasn't aware was part of the deal. How very just... Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah. How very genie from Aladdin of him. Mm-hmm. I think he's just trying to help them get back to life. Like, he promised mm -hmm. he'd help them go back to the world, which I think is not a promise he couldn't really actually make because he doesn't have that power. Like, nobody's ever won. 
so we're told so he probably has never had to do that before so he's like okay i'll be a good guy and keep my promise Mm -hmm. yeah so as a way to defeat evil bill and ted they decide they need to get the smartest engineer in the universe to help them out so they go into heaven by jumping three people who are actually supposed to go into heaven uh, and stealing their tickets and their clothes. Uh, Death looks like Little Miss Muffet. Yes, this lovely lady right here is the Grim Reaper. <laughs> um, they end up do getting into heaven. They end up do getting into they heaven. They do end Boy, up getting into heaven, Dan. I studied communications. Can you Can tell? you communicate? And they find out that the smartest engineer in the universe is a strange little elf-looking Martian dude named Uh, Station. With some thimp cheeks. (laughs) A booty that don't quit. You can hear him coming from a mile away with how that booty clapping. I don't like how you're sexualizing Station. Too late. Too late. It's done. He looks like a troll. You would have dated Alf. (laughs) Wow, Dan. You better. Oh my God. Was that too far? I've not have dated Alf. He's too hairy. Mm. Station has just the right amount of hair for you. Yeah. Oh, I I hate. And he only says one word. We love Station. Uh, He's he actually is really cute. He's like creepy, mm-hmm. but I love him. He is. Um, I have trivia about him when we get to that point. Love it. So, Station very happily agrees to help them out because he is ready heaven. to go. He's he's a good guy. He is a good guy. Um, and it was we see Station and Albert Einstein. Yeah. In heaven together. Yeah. They put Albert Einstein in the credits. They're like, or not in the credits, in the description of the movie. We got it off of Amazon, I think. And it was like, mm-hmm. Bill and Ted are joined by death, Albert Einstein. And, and I watched the movie. I was like, he was in here for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. He made an appearance for one minute. That's it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so... They end up back on Earth, back in their bodies, and they have Mm -hmm. Station and Death along with them. So they end up going to the hardware store to build good, benevolent robot versions of themselves. And when they're at the hardware store, um, Death walks past a guy smoking a cigarette and goes, see you soon. That's what I was going to mention before. I thought that was too funny. I, like, paused the movie. I was slapping my knee. I was like, ah, ha, 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 that's so funny. <laughs> but I uh, think Teens Against Tobacco Use, lest we forget. <laughs> were you in Teens Against Tobacco Use? Yeah, I was. If you smoke tobacco, 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 you will start to hacko, hacko, hacko. Yeah, that's a song we had to teach the kids. Was that to the tune of putting on the Ritz? No. It was, like, a Jamaican-style song, which mm. was weird, but... Sung by white suburban Wisconsin uh, high led schoolers. Led by me, yeah. Teardrops yeah. in your eyes. Big mistake, king size. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Um, That's how I got my service hours. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Dan! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying... Uh, so we learn that Station is not actually two little alien guys. He's, in fact, one very big alien guy with even mm-hmm. thicker cheeks than we could have imagined. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's got we two balloons Station. just squeaking next to each other with every step. That's the sound <laughs> of Station walking. Uh, they end up going to the Battle of the Bands. Uh, but before they do that, Evil Bill and Ted abduct Joanna and Elizabeth, and they plan to drop them at the finale and commit the kill on them. Um, Can I also just jump back for a minute and remind you that Evil Bill and Ted have spent most of this movie trying to hit cats with their cars? That's true, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I, I was like, what the heck? And Gage was like, well, they're evil. I was like, they are evil. They're too evil. Trying to hit animals yeah. with their cars. I don't have time. <laughs> That's the bridge too far for you. That these evil time-traveling idiots who have come back from the future and murdered their two human counterparts. The fact that they attempt to run over cats, that's the bridge too far. Well, yeah, because cats, like, animals are inherently innocent, you know? That's true. I'm anyway. I'm looking at my cat right now. Um, Where's Poppy? I learned something. <laughs> yes. Poppy wow, is Dan. currently inside. I learned something, I know. Um, but Poppy is currently inside a scratch box that we got for her that she likes to sleep in. A sweet And only angel. sometimes scratch. Um, oh! I was watching a documentary on Netflix with other Anna called Don't F With Cats. <gasps> Dan, 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 Dan. I've watched every episode of that. You have? Of okay, course I let's, have. Let's hold off on this. Let's have a mini episode that we do sometime where we talk about Don't F With Cats. Ooh, we could make a Patreon, and that could be a Patreon episode. <laughs> it could. Hey, kids. Do you want to give us money? <laughs> we don't have a Patreon yet, but when we do, you can Let me tell you. Don't F With Cats. <laughs> Our seven-part, nine-hour-per-episode series mm-hmm. about the three-hour documentary. Yes. Um, but what I learned is that Killing and mutilating animals is normally the first step before serial killers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. also, serial killers' favorite drink is um, gin and tonic, which is my preferred alcoholic beverage. So, mm. Except I don't kill animals. I love animals. Good thing it's not an orange crush and, no, hold the alcohol, please. Yeah. Just a cold, ice-cold <laughs> milk for Dan. I was at a bar with my family once. I was still, I was like a freshman in college, so I couldn't drink. Uh, If you were in Wisconsin, you could, but anyway. I could have. No, this was in Chicago. Uh, And what I ordered from that bar was maybe the worst order in the history of man. I ordered a plain hamburger and a tall glass of milk. Oh, you told me that. I I literally, I wake up in the middle of the night screaming, thinking about that meal. (laughs) That's the most disgusting combination I've ever heard in my life. Not to be rude to people who like milk, but... Including me. Now, I want to tell a story, but I don't know if they Say listen. When oh, I, I, ooh. Can you, you, would they be able to tell who they are? Yeah, because it's okay. somebody I used to date who... You probably you know who this mm, is. Okay, yes. I don't who, think they listen. Ate, okay, good. He ate spaghetti and only would eat spaghetti if he had a glass of milk. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm fine. I I don't understand the hatred of milk. Do you put water directly in a glass after you drink milk? Out of what? it? Like, let's say you oh, have. Oh yes, a cu- I'll rinse it out once and oh, then I'll okay, drink okay, out okay. of it. Okay, okay, You're not a complete not animal. Because some no, people I'm just not a satanist. Some people well, just load it up with water right afterwards, <laughs> and I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> I just I don't get milk with your meal. I was never the kind of kid like with breakfast maybe. Milk doesn't quench my thirst. I've got qualms. Uh-huh. I've got qualms. Okay, so <laughs> growing up, I would have milk with literally every meal because we could get, I would have a bowl of cereal for breakfast or I'd yes, have Pop-Tarts or, or frozen waffles or something. Standard. Um, but I would fill the bowl up to the brim with cereal and then fill it again up to the brim with milk. So I would, it would be a balancing act. Um, the only way that I've rectified that is I now have bigger bowls and I put the same amount that I used to. Sorry, my alarm went off and it scared me. Ooh. Um, and then for lunch, I'd get whatever. We get milk from the cafeteria that we would get milk. I'd always, I would steal a second extra chocolate milk carton. Dan, if we had gone to high school together, I would have just given you my milk. I always gave my milk away. (laughs) Uh, and then for dinner, we'd have whatever we had for dinner and I would have a glass of milk with it. A glass of skim milk with it. Skim? Why not just drink water? <laughs> you know, it's it's whatever. I'll drink any kind of milk. In fact, there are some meals that I prefer having skim milk to 2% with. Like, if I have pancakes, mm-hmm. I want skim milk. I don't I'm, know why. I've never in my life actively gone, oh, you know what I really want right now? Some skim milk. No. Nasty. I've always gone 2% for my cooking. 
and I'm mm. going to eat dry cereal. <laughs> when you say for your cooking, I'm imagining you, it, instead of using olive oil or something in a pan to make chicken or whatever, <laughs> you're pouring in milk. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> how I cook. Uh, you would make a milk steak. Ugh. Anyways, um, what are we talking? What movie are we talking about? Bill and Bill Ted. Bill and Ted. Anyway, they don't talk about milk at all in that movie. No, they really don't. Um, so uh, it's time for the Battle of the Bands now. And at the Battle of the Bands, first we see the band Primus perform. Actual band, real band. Lord. Um, I only know one song by them, and it is from the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. Is that wrong of me? No, it's just funny. Um, and then what happens at the Battle of the Bands is Denomalos appears in the time booth, prepared to kill Bill and Ted himself because his androids didn't do the job well enough, while also broadcasting this across the globe. Oh, you forgot to say that they killed the androids before this yes, happened. Yes, sorry. The... Um, Good Bill and Ted robots kill the bad androids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yada do, yada do. Um, and they, Denomalos, he comes to kill them, but Bill and Ted figure out that they can go back in time after the fight to give them everything that they need to win the fight. For example, a sandbag, which drops on his head, and things of that ilk. Um, and they win the fight with Denomalos, Yes. which is good. Um, through time travel then, again even though yes. he was time traveling too yes it is a a very it's a slightly confusing way that they time travel mm-hmm. uh, in this climax I'm not going to try to explain it no. instead what happens is after they defeat Denomalos they figure out that Miss Wardro is actually Rufus our boy Mr. Rufus Mm-hmm. our son who else would have let you in, you into this battle of the bands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one, that's for sure, Rufus. Um, so after Rufus reveals himself, they get urged to play. Um, Bill and Ted figure out, wait, we're still awful musicians. So then they go into the time machine and they come back after had gone on an 18-month musical in-depth learning experience now let's take one moment to pause gage was laughing at me because i was like that facial hair is terrible and he's like who bills because he had the zz top beard and i was like no 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 ted's nasty looking handlebar yeah he looked like a three musketeer (laughs) i hated it he looked like he was supposed to be in dracula or something which i thought was really funny because he eventually ended up in dracula i hated it throw the whole facial hair out I liked it. I thought his was fine. I thought the ZZ Top beard was also funny. He looked like a medieval villain, Dan. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. He looked like, um, oh boy, what is it? Who was he in Much Ado About Nothing? Again, I bring it up because that's the only (laughs) Shakespearean movie I've ever seen. Really? Uh, uh, Does 10 Things I Hate About You count? No. (laughs) Romeo Plus I've seen two versions. Ugh. Okay, I've seen that. You don't like it? No. Oh, oh I don't like Baz Luhrmann. Oh, yeah. I don't like Moulin Rouge, which is a touchy subject in my relationship. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean this with all love. I think you may be the only straight couple to have Moulin Rouge as a touchy subject in well, your relationship. Yeah, it's because we're both theater people, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after Bill and Ted, they come back uh, with their families, which now include Little Ted and Little Bill. Cute. They are cute. Absolutely cute. They're both baby wearing, and we love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're joined by Death Station and the Good Robots, the Wild Stallions. They perform a stunning rock ballad. Oh, it's amazing. It's an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Broadcast worldwide and creating global harmony. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And after they win, we see as the credits start to roll all the things that happen in the future with Wild Stallions. For example, they play on Mars. Mm-hmm. Death the releases. Rumors, a, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
the rumors of a wild stallion's breakup Never. send the Dow Jones into a free fall, but mm-hmm. they're just rumors, and the Dow is the highest day ever. Mm-hmm. As you were going to say, Death, Death releases, releases a solo album. album. Yes, but it flops. <laughs> it flops horribly. It flops so bad. Death, it's okay, you know? Not everyone's meant to be a band. solo artist. I, I, but de- it's so strange because Death was always a solo artist before joining them. You know... He was the only one in his field, you know. This mm-hmm. time there's competition. And if his game isn't at this top game, then that's Who just knows? all there is to it, you know. Maybe that's he, it. I mean, it, well, he was a bassist, but it didn't look like he played guitar or anything. So if he's just releasing bass solo albums, that's something only a select few can do, you know. Now, now you have me thinking, who has released a bass solo album? No one I can think of. I don't know. Hmm. Something that I think is interesting is that more lead singers are not also bassists as opposed to, excuse me, as opposed oh. to guitarists. Are we talking about, well, not the lead singer, but famous bassists, you say? Move over, <laughs> Paul McCartney. Here comes my husband, Pete Wentz. I knew it was coming in the back of my mind. Mm. I knew this had to happen. But I'm just thinking because normally the bass is the rhythm section of the band. So they're doing yeah. a lot less intensive yeah. playing. And it's hard to play a guitar and sing. It's hard to play a bass. It's hard to play any instrument and sing at the same time. Oh, so I yeah. figure that if people are trying to be lead singers, that they would choose the bass over a guitar. But, you know, yeah, maybe well, I'm the only practical one here. I guess it's because people who play guitar are always trying to like, oh, I can play guitar and I can sing at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, here's, anyway, Wonderwall. here's Wonderwall. So, hey. Yeah. Mhm. We said it at the but same time. But I don't know. Time. Yes. But I don't know. Um. Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. Paul McCartney's <laughs> fine. He was cute in his youth. Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that wraps up the movie. That's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I liked it. It was cute. I did, too. It was cute. Uh, I, I didn't like it as much as the first one, just because I like the time travel antics. Yeah, I think I liked it better just because I liked Death. Mm-hmm. I thought Death was cute. Yeah, I do like... Death is definitely an upgrade from pretty much every companion that they had in the first movie. It's better than Napoleon. Uh, didn't love the Napoleon. Well, Napoleon's storyline was fine, but I like deaths mm. better. Out of context, that's a fun sentence. It is a fun sentence. Um, I what I think was missing from this movie is they did spend a little good amount of time on Evil Bill and Evil Ted, which yeah. I thought were the weakest parts of the movie. I did too. Um, I mean. It was just a lot of robot, like, green screen fun stuff. Because they'd mm-hmm. be taking off their heads, or they'd be playing with, like, showing people their robot insides or whatever, like, um, communicating with their boss through Ted's eyeball. And that was fine, mm-hmm. but, like, it was just a lot of, we're robots, let's do dumb robot stuff that yeah. also Bill and Ted would do. I think it was just in a way, sort of comedic relief, even though the whole movie is funny. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also, so it wasn't like, oh, that's the end of those characters, and they won't come back till the end. Just a way Mm -hmm. to tie them in. But, yeah, they were were fine. I have to imagine that it was a blast for Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves to play the evil versions of themselves. Oh, yeah. Because that's just so... fun you get to be so over the top with it not that bill and ted are paragons of subtlety yeah no they're but they're like even more over the top like with the whole thing where they're always trying to hit cats like yeah hit the cat bill i'm trying ted like that happened <laughs> every time they started a new scene mm-hmm. so that was funny like i i liked that but yeah mm-hmm. i don't know some of the robot stuff it gets a little cheesy mm-hmm. um so some trivia about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already said that the movie was originally entitled Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Um, they were only there for like two minutes anyway. I know. It was. It should have been Bill and Ted Explore What Happens to Us After We Die. Yes, Bill and Ted 
experiment with the afterlife. <laughs> um, so some fun trivia that the original director for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, he decided not to direct the sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, because he felt that this was a parody, almost a parody of the first movie in the script. I didn't think so. I thought they were very different. They only really focused on time travel a little bit in this movie. It wasn't as important as it wasn't to the po- to the plot as it was in the yeah. first one. Like, yeah, it's important to the plot because these characters have to go back in time to try and kill Bill and Ted. But I mean, like, the story isn't built around them having to time travel places. Mm-hmm. Um. So the director of the first movie, Stephen Herrick, as we said last week, he directed The Mighty Ducks and a bunch of other movies. Uh, meanwhile, the director of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Peter Hewitt. British man, mm-hmm. he directed such cinematic classics as Garfield the movie, <gasps> cute, Zoom the Tim Allen movie, where he is in charge of like a weird superhero school, mm-hmm. and mostly ghostly. Have you met my ghoul friend? Wasn't mostly ghostly a TV show or something like that? Yeah, it was a. I think it was a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, I thought so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, this guy Peter Hewitt. He won the BAFTA Award for Best Short Film in 1989, which then led him to direct Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Hey, you know whatever makes the bread, okay? Right. I I'm mean, he's directed more movies than I am, so. <laughs> Um, William Sadler, who plays Death, also plays the Englishman who says my word. That I knew, yes. And the woman and the child are his actual wife and daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, Very cute. Very cute. Uh, Thomas Edison's actor Mm -hmm. is played by Hal Landon Sr. Mm. Hal Landon Jr. is, of course, Ted's dad. Yes. Uh, the name station came from, they were deleting a line that said interior police station as a, a scene heading. Um, but they ended up leaving the word station behind. And it was 3 a.m. when they were doing this. And they just started saying station over and over in a Martian accent. And that's how the it actually ended up getting named station. She's Louise. I mean, station is such a random word. Mm-hmm. So... I can't say I'm surprised to say that that was a 3 a.m. idea. A pizza-induced idea. (laughs) Um, In the original script, the evil Bill and Ted would repeatedly kill Bill and Ted. Um, But then Bill and Ted would use the fact that they beat death at so many games to keep them getting resurrected. Lord. Uh, That and then Denomalos was originally going to die at the end and go to hell Mm -hmm. um, with the evil Bill and Ted who would annoy him for all eternity. Yes. And in an early draft, Rufus was the villain. (gasps) No, how could he ever be the villain? I don't know. Not my Rufus. (laughs) Nothing but respect for my Rufus. Nothing but respect for my Rufus, yes. And while the first movie was set in San Dimas, but filmed actually in Arizona, Mm -hmm. this one was filmed in San Dimas, California. Oh, I didn't know that was a real place. Yeah. It's about 20 miles from Pasadena. Oh, So it's about 40-something miles outside of L.A. Okay. Yeah. Some would call it the Inland Empire. That's actually what it's called. I don't know if San Dimas is in it, but there is an area called the Inland Empire. Yes, West Covina, California. Anyone? Crazy ex-girlfriend? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, I thought that was Newsies. No. (laughs) If I... Okay, musical theater complaint. Mm -hmm. I hate the word papes. And, you know... Do they say that in Newsies? Oh, my God. They're like, gotta get our papes out. And I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't know why, but that word makes my skin crawl. Oh, I don't like that either at all. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 
it rubs me wrong. Um, what do you like better? Bill and Ted 1 or Bill and Ted 2? We can't do the full in conclusion thing. 2. 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like uh, it better. I just think, like I said, I like death joining them. I, I just, I thought it was cute. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very funny. I mean, not that the first one wasn't funny, but I like, I just, I preferred the second one. I was laughing more robustly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you had more bushels of laughs. Yes. You would say. Yes. Uh, I think I like the first one more, as I said okay. before. I just I like the the time travel more than the the focus on the afterlife. Because also this gave me existential dread. Oh, Because yeah. anytime that I think about death, I always get existential dread about what's there. Oh, eh. so yeah. Meanwhile, hi. <laughs> um, would this movie have been better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Station? Better. He would have Better. had to add so much hair glued onto him, though. He's such a tiny man, though. It would have worked. That's true. Mm-hmm. It would have been two tiny Jonathan Taylor Thomases that turned into one giant Jonathan <laughs> Taylor Thomas. That's really your dream, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't dig a tall man very often, but I could make an exception. Mm-hmm. Like me. Dan, you have a girlfriend. Stop thirsting. I don't care. Stop Date thirsting me, for Anna. compliments, Dan. <laughs> Dan, you're very handsome there. Is that better? Oh, it's not enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to send me a compliment, you can email it to us at the show at inconclusionpod at gmail.com. I promise you, I will respond to the email with Tell Dan asking how handsome for more compliments. He is, everyone. Please... Tell me I'm pretty and throw chocolate at me. Oh, That's wait, really wait, all I, I want. Wait, I want chocolate. Life. Can I get involved in okay. just the chocolate part? No. Oh, okay. I guess tell Dan <laughs> he's pretty and also throw me some chocolate. Uh, so on a scale of one to five attempts to run over cats, what would you give this movie? Four. Four? Four cat attempts. Four attempts on cat lives. I'd give it three and a half. Just a little three and below a half? You. What's a half mm-hmm. of a cat life attempt? Just like, is that when you're accidentally doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yesterday I was walking outside and we saw this girl looking up in the tree, like trying to get something to come down. Oh, no. Her cat had gotten off its leash, first off, and climbed up into the tree. And I was like, this actually happens. I thought this only happened in Looney Tunes cartoons. What? Mm-hmm. What? What world is this? Oh, man. Did she have to call the fire department? We don't know. We we walked away. Oh. And like, I know. We didn't want to stand there and watch them. Fair. I would have because I'm nosy. And I know that I did grow up in the 1950s. Yes. In a very leave it to beaver childhood. You but did. that never happened with my family. Did you ever have a cat? No. Then that's probably why. I feel like your chances of that happening are lowered by not having a cat. <laughs> What do you mean? My chances of having my cat running up into the tree? It's just a little, by... like slightly, like 1%. Okay. Well, um, Anna, normally this is where we would say, well, that's the conclusion for a Bill and Ted series, but guess what? It ain't. It ain't, baby. I'm so excited. Because uh, coming up soon, in fact, coming up in, uh, maybe they will move the release date for this movie again um but bill and ted faced the music the third bill and ted movie had its release date moved up to august 28th in theaters and video on demand um and i don't know exactly when this episode will go up i think it might be right around the 28th but next week we will be talking about bill and ted face the music i'm so excited it will be a fun time i'm so excited too I haven't done any of those like new video on demand movies outside either. of ones that came to Netflix or yeah. like, Hamilton on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So this is exciting. Mm-hmm. I loved the first two movies, so the third one, yeah. Yeah, we're really excited. Gage really likes these movies, and it was my first time watching them, and mm-hmm. we're we're really excited. We're gonna splurge, and uh, I mean, obviously we have to, but we're excited to, because you mm-hmm. know, one thing we really miss about quarantine is going to the movies, and like I don't 
I don't know. I'm guessing Gage doesn't either, but I don't really feel safe going to the movie theater yeah, still. Like, I don't either. They're a pretty scary, gross, germy place no matter what you're doing. Like, There's no <laughs> way you can get in there between every movie and scrub every seat, but I digress. Yeah, and I... When I would see movies in the before times, I ended up seeing them at like two in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Cause which you're is the ancient. Least, yes. Well, and there would be like me and five other people in the theater. Yeah. And it still felt dirty. Oh yeah. No, Gage used to work at a movie theater before he um got his job that he has now, and mm-hmm. he always would go to movies by himself, and he really enjoyed that. But yeah, because he go would for too. free. But yeah, and I used to get passes to go so we'd go there was a movie tavern that opened up near us and in the mail they sent us a coupon where you could combine it so we got a free meal um free wow. popcorn and i had free ticket vouchers so wow look we at were that. vibing it was great <laughs> um but yeah we will be talking about bill and ted face the music on next week's episode mm-hmm. and right now before we get into the plugs for our social media um hey ed solomon big fan <laughs> Loved your role as stupid seance member. Um, trying to get him to listen. Come, come on! I'm trying. Not only trying to get him to listen. Hey, Mr. Solomon, come on the podcast. Be our guest. <gasps> Be We'd love to have you here. Guest. Disney, don't sue me. Be our guest. Put your service to the test. Just kidding. We'd love to have you. Yes. So, yeah. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. I am at DanOkeep86 on Instagram. I am at D-L-R-A-A-R. If you want to follow the show on social media, it is either at and in conclusion on Facebook and Twitter or at in conclusion podcast on Instagram. And Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Prime 818 or on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O, capital B, capital R, and the O in Roll, and the O in Out are zeros. Ah, beautiful. Thank you. We will be back next week with some more fun here on In Conclusion. Please come back. We love you. We'll miss you. Stay safe. uh, Stay sane. Stay healthy and have fun, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we did it. I had to start my audio again because I unplugged my computer and it deleted it. So, or unplugged my microphone. So, guess what? You don't have to sift through everything anymore.